This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series, our morning transfer update show. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. It's match day, uh, which is great because, you know, we need that win. We need that first win of 2022 and hopefully it's going to be coming today. Of course, you'll be able to keep up to date with all of my reactions to the game a little bit later on this evening. I'll also be doing a reaction show after the game on the Arsenal way. Speaking of which, if you aren't already subscribed, as I always tell you to do, go subscribe. Uh, you should be subscribed absolutely over there. You can watch all the Arteta's press conferences, uh, my morning shows with some of the guys, uh, Bailey's shows, Chris's shows as well. Uh, and more transfer insight as well over there too. So do make sure you're subscribed to both the Guna Talk and the Arsenal way. It's certainly worth your time. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's see who's joining us this morning. We've got Eamon, brand new member to the, to the squad, to the TGT crew, the TGT Flying Fish gang. Good morning to you, Eamon. Thank you so much for your support. I'm sure you're getting plenty of people welcoming you into the club. I can already see it happening in the chat box. Love to see Matt G, Jose, uh, Paul, good morning to all of you. Gustavo, John T, good morning to you guys. Let's scroll down a bit further. Uh, good morning to Rohit. Good morning to Max, who says, greetings, Gunners. Hope we win today. Seems we may not be getting our man Vlaovic. Maybe we could get the Everton striker Calvert-Lewin or Patrick Schick. I don't mind. Jonathan is an upgrade as well. We'll have to wait and see news to drop about Vlaovic in today's show. David says, Yaya Sanogo is a free agent. I think we should sign him instead. He's much better than Vlaovic. Have you been watching that Benfica Emirates Cup game on repeat, David? I, I think you might have. I've just, I've got concerns you've not seen the rest of his repertoire of goals, uh, or lack of, should we say. Uh, Paul, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Gunners. Need this done, uh, to be, need this to be done with, to be happy with a 1-0 win to the Arsenal. There was no preview show yesterday, but I'm going to run through my team uh, at the end of the news this morning. Speaking of which, let's crack on with today's stories. And we start off with the news that we brought you yesterday that uh, Mikel Arteta had been offered, or is looking like he's going to be offered, a new two-year contract extension that would take his deal up until 2025. Uh, Bukayo Saka is in line to earn a new contract that would see him kept at the club until 2027 at the earliest, uh, which is 
Really, really solid news for Arsenal. Um, really fantastic news if we can get that deal tied down because he is absolutely the future of Arsenal Football Club. His deal at the moment already runs until 2025, but they are going to increase his wages to keep him in line with that progression system within the wage structure. So Bukayo Saka looking like hopefully he'll get a new deal that will run until 2027 and keep him at the club for a very long time and be part of that next kind of run through. Paul Mercer has been speaking about uh, Aubameyang. He says, uh, you've got to get someone in. Arsenal need a centre forward badly next season. No, I can't see him playing for Arsenal again. Not for me. I think Arteta has already laid that one out. He's chopped his nose off there. He's hung him out to dry there. It's going to be some going by the lad to come back. It could impact a potential top four finish. I'm not saying Aubameyang is going to get them into the top four, though, but they do need a centre forward. Speaking there specifically about the idea that bringing Aubameyang back into the fold does not look likely. These are the words of Paul Merson. I would say take it with a pinch of salt, as per, um, as a Chelsea fan that he is. Never the most complimentary of the Arsenal when asked, but interesting to get his thoughts and words on Aubameyang, who, as far as we're aware, still has been the subject of an offer from Al-Hilal. It was kind of debunked, the al Nasser story, although that's not been officially confirmed uh, by the people that reported it. That's turned out not to be true, but the Al-Hilal loan bid seems to be fairly legit. Um, Arsenal still said to be mulling over those offers. I'm assuming they'll wait until to see kind of where they're at with their striker, if they can bring one in, whether or not they then allow Aubameyang to leave, as I've kind of said uh, for a number of days now. Uh, moving on to Artur. There's not loads of stories to go through, as you may have imagined, on match day. Match days are usually the quietest for transfers. But uh, Allegri has been speaking about Artur and it's not good news for Arsenal. He says, this is our team when he was asked about the future of the Brazilian midfielder and we're not going to change anything. Artur is part of the Brazil national team. He's an important player. Um, obviously, Allegri wants him to stay. That is without a shadow of a doubt. We've seen our own manager speak about players, speak about possibilities of players leaving talking about the fact that these players are our players and then they've gone. It does not rule out a move 100%, but it does make it very difficult. Juventus would probably have to go over the head of Allegri and agree a deal with Arsenal. Artur wants to move. That's the positive thing for Arsenal is the player wants to move to Arsenal. He has been included in Juventus' squad for this weekend's match, which obviously will not come as any encouragement to Arsenal fans. But Artur... It's, I mean, Allegri is desperate to keep him. He keeps starting him. He keeps using him despite his lack of starts so far this season. It'll be interesting if he does stay to see how many games he starts in the second half of the season. 18-month loan is what Artur wants. Six-month loan is what Arsenal wanted. They may, however, open up to the idea of 18 months to ensure that they can get him in to the club for the next season and a half and then possibly with an option at the end of that deal. We'll wait and see. But Allegri very much wants to keep Artur at the club uh, and Arsenal may be forced to look at other options during the rest of the window. Moving on to our final and headline story of the day, as I said, there's not loads to discuss uh, and there usually isn't on uh, match day. Dusan Vlaovic has not been included in the Fiorentina squad to face Cagliari this weekend because he has tested positive. This means that obviously he will go into isolation. I'm not 100% sure of the Italian isolation rules and how this would affect a possible move if he was to move before the end of the window. 
Uh, there remain eight days between now and the end and the close of the January transfer window, just over eight days, I think. And so, therefore, it's a it's a concern. If there was ever to be a move, this is probably the worst thing that could have happened <laughs> to scupper that possibility other than him coming out personally and saying, I don't want to move to Arsenal. But this has made things a lot more trickier for us to try and complete a deal. Uh, that being said, there continues to be a strong feeling from members of the media that Arsenal still are pushing very, very hard to try and get this deal done. I know that you must be frustrated to continually hear kind of the same lines of reports, but that is the information that keeps dropping is that Arsenal are not turning their backs on this deal as of yet, and they are continuing to try and do everything they can to offer a, a deal to Vlaovic that would convince him to kind of blow the, the the competition completely out of the water in regards to wages, in regards to the packets, the agent, and of course the fee to Fiorentina. They are trying to offer a package that is going to be attractive enough to convince him to join the club, and that may not offer him a ridiculous amount of money. And I can understand why so many of you are sick and tired and frustrated, and maybe you're sick and tired <laughs> by this point. I would rather go for some other strikers. Speaking of which, but. It obviously continues to be a deal that if Arsenal can get done would be absolutely huge for the club. You've got just over a week to last, guys, until the end of the transfer window is here. And fingers crossed, we will see what happens. Um, we're going to take a couple of questions and then I'm going to go through my lineup for today's game because there was no preview show yesterday. Uh, Kevin says, with our needs in both centre forward and central midfield, is there a link to the, what you think we are able to get done before the end of the window? I think that there is, Kevin, uh, a cutoff point with certain players. There was reports to Arsenal set kind of Wednesday as their, their cutoff point to get the Vlaovic deal done. If they don't get it done by Wednesday, they'll look to try and secure a deal for a different striker before the end of the window. I imagine the same thing will be said for Artur, giving themselves enough time to kind of act towards the end of the window. If you think we've got no game between now and Wolves on the 10th of February, I think, we've got a long two weeks without football, two weekends worth without football, something like 14 to 18 days. But we've got a long, long, long time, long time without football. Uh, they're going to be going to a warm weather camp, I think, to do a, a little bit of hot weather training, which hopefully is going to be a positive thing. Um, but 31st of January is the day of the deadline and fingers crossed we can get some stuff done before then. Um, but there's a lot of football to be played between now and then by other teams, but Arsenal will not be involved and they will continue to be played, uh, <laughs> rather playing away from things here. Um, the questions are getting away from Vlaovic. In that case, what I'll do is, is I'll quickly show you my lineup for the game today, what I would go for. It is the exact same team that played against Burnley because we don't have lots of choice regarding central midfielders. Uh, so I've gone for the same kind of system. The only difference is here I've moved Erdegaard out of that kind of deeper role. I want to see him played in the attacking kind of number eight role alongside Smith Rowe, given as much opportunity as we can. Uh, to see this side attack Burnley. It's going to be a decimated Burnley side. It's a Burnley side that have got not really played uh, for a number of weeks. They should be unfit. They should not be up for this game. Arsenal need to go in all guns blazing at the start of the first five to ten minutes, try and get a quick and early goal, break that record of Burnley's at the start, and, you know, as soon as possible, uh, try and get a goal. So, fingers crossed, uh, we can see that happen. That's my team. That's the news. Now we move on to the Q&A session of the show. So if you do indeed have a question that you would like to ask and for me to answer, 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 uh, I will do my absolute best. Uh, let's get to that now. Hi. 
Okay, let's jump into the chats. Question from Dana. Oh, it's not really a question. It's just a nice comment. Tom, brilliant community you have over here. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. Um, enjoy yourself. And if you'd like to get involved even more with the community, you can become a member and uh, join our Discord server as well, uh, where there's basically like the chat books that you see on the side here all day with lots of different topics and trends going on in the Discord server. Um, Deep says, are there any reports of us having a plan B if we are not getting our first choice? Deep, kind of. Uh, there's reports surfacing that Arsenal have left themselves until like Wednesday, uh, which would be the 27th. Is that right? The 26th. So they've left themselves sort of the 26th to kind of get the Vlaovic deal done. And then they'll give themselves one, two, three, four, five days left of the window to try and get uh, their other secondary options if they've got one before the end of the window. If he says, is Tomiyasu fit? He struggled all through last game. Obviously, that game would have helped him build up some more match fitness. It was a struggle, but he's had a few more days of training, as has Odegaard, as has Smith-Rowe, as had a number of players. So hopefully, they should be a lot better off than they were in that game. John says, do you think the threat of having your car tagged with a Spurs bumper sticker would be in incentive enough to hit the like button? <laughs> We've gone from light electrocution to... Uh, Spurs bumper stickers is is now the threat that John's putting into you guys to drop a like on the video. So if you don't want a Spurs bumper sticker, someone's going to come along in the night and stick a Spurs star bumper sticker on your car. If you don't want that to happen to you, drop a like button. <laughs> That's what John's saying. All of the inventive strategies, John, to get likes to the channel is is something to be very proud of, I think. Um, Vishal says, what do you think of Skamaka from Sassuolo? He's a target for Juve. Yes, Vishal, I've actually, I wrote a piece on this a couple of days ago. If Juve do end up going for Vlaovic and getting him, it would open up the door for Skamaka to move somewhere else. I like him. I like his height. I like his physical presence. It's something I think would add a different element to Arsenal. How much he would cost, I don't know. And the fact he's Italian. Italians, as we've discussed a number of times, aren't that keen on moving out of their homeland to another league. doesn't happen all that regularly. You see it sometimes, the likes of Jorginho, etc., but you don't see it loads. So that would also be a question to answer. But I like him. I think he's certainly someone on the rise, someone that's showing improvement and progression. Hopefully, if that's an option for us, we could get them in. Paul says, Everton value Dominic Cavalloon at 60 million. Shall we move on and bring him in? I think if you offered them a deal in the end of the window and you offered Calvert-Lewin a significant contract, it would tempt him. They are in serious trouble, our Everton. Um, so we'll have to look and wait and see whether or not uh, it's happened. Adam says, uh, Tom, apparently Tomiyasu has not trained. Yet us have a look at that information. Has Tomiyasu trained or not? Uh, Chambers could be in line for Arsenal start against Burnley, according to Tashan on football.london. Uh, let's just have a quick check of whether Tomiyasu uh, is going to be fit. Uh, had to take a gamble with Tomiyasu. Ultimately, the decision, let's have a look, backfired as the late fitness worked against Tomiyasu, as Chambers was spotted in Saturday's London Colony, and Tomiyasu was not. To be fair, there have been a number of times, Adam, where players have not been spotted in training photos, and yet they have still been in the team because they have trained. We'll have to wait and see. Let's go to Max Justine, player one, who says uh, we should move on from Vlaovic. I understand he is an elite striker, but Martinelli can be our striker. We just need to get a good, fast winger and Tielemans. I'm not sure if Martinelli would be enough to get us to top four by the end of the season. And to be honest, I prefer um, seeing uh, the player, play Martinelli anyway, play on the wide position. Gets him on the ball more, makes him more dangerous, I feel. Doesn't yet have the clinical finishing 
enough for me to be a striker. Uh, Christopher says, Tom, did you hear about the Reading's interest in taking Carl Hine on loan? Is it genuine? I have seen that interest. I've seen it from a couple of reports. I do think the interest is there. Let's see if it turns into anything strong. Arsenal will only let him leave if he gets guarantees of starting. That's for sure. So let's see if that one plays out. Norton Cuffey made his debut for Lincoln, by the way, yesterday. Interestingly, he made his debut coming off the bench as the right back and the left back was a certain Cohen Bramall, who you may remember was signed by Arsenal and then let go to Birmingham on loan, I think. And then he was just, I think he was just released. Never really came of anything, did Cohen Bramall, but he's currently playing as the left back for Lincoln uh, on the opposite flank to Brooke Norton Cuffey, who's now on loan from us. So that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, Matt says, is uh, the positive test an excuse for Vlaovic's head being turned? I don't think so. I do think it's genuine. Uh, Sam Panara was also uh, tested positive as well and also missed, and he's a starter for Fiorentina. So I don't I don't think it's a cover. Who knows? <laughs> Let's wait and see. It's a bad cover because it comes with a lot of legalities. Uh, so unfortunately, if you are going to say it as a lie, it's the cover kind of things up. It's not the best thing to do as a lie. Uh, Chris Clark says, if we don't get Vlaovic and with Dominic Calvert-Lewin linked with West Ham, do we go? Do we go? Do we go all out for Cabral and make sure we have numbers? I think it's an option, Chris. At the end of the window, offer Basel say twenty million pounds for Cabral. See if they take the bait and uh, and move on. Let's see what happens. Stephen says, could Arta's eighteen month loan be linked to Arteta's contract? I don't think so, Stephen. Rich says, Tom, do you think it'll be difficult to get Jonathan David instead? I think it would be difficult because it doesn't seem like he would move in January. But again, I wrote about this yesterday. I'll leave a link to it uh, in the video description. Uh, it's probably not in the video description. I'll leave a link to it in uh, the chat box. I'm just getting up the URL for you. But in my mind, even though Jonathan David is not expected to leave the club in January, if Arsenal want a striker, Arsenal can offer Lille a significant amount of money. They can offer Jonathan David a significant salary and they should try and convince him to move now. I know that all the reports and all of the information says he's not moving and his agent said he's unlikely that he's going to move in January and I include that in the piece. But for me, you move hard. You go in hard and try and get the player to move anyway. So that's kind of my view on that one. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Dana, do I see us doing any business that nobody's associated us with as of yet? Yes, I do. I do feel like there is a deal that could pop up in the last week of the window that's not been talked about at all. And then we'll see what happens. We've seen it happen a number of times. We saw it happen with Nuno Tavares. We saw it happen with Aaron Ramsdale. And we've seen it happen, of course, with Tommy Asu, which happened in the final 48 hours of the window. While there was a couple of links throughout the window, it wasn't big links. Um, unfortunately, uh, it, it was a case where it just kind of went quiet. Spurs were also interested in the last 48 hours. Spurs signed Emerson and Arsenal pushed in for Tommy Asu. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um uh, Mr. B says, Tom, did you see the Tottenham gets battered banners at the wrestling? I saw the Tottenham gets battered banners before the wrestling because I was sent by my good friend who held up the banners, Mike, <laughs> uh, the images of the banners. So, yes, I did see them and I saw them at the wrestling um, as they were plastered all over my Twitter feed. So congrats to Mike and Jake on getting all of that done. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to tell you their surnames because it might incriminate them, <laughs> but you know who they are. Arsenal legend says, Tom, it's safe to say we have wasted this transfer window on one player who's not coming to us. I don't agree with you. Um, I don't agree that we have wasted the window. Uh, I think, again, it shows the ambition. Yeah, it sucks if we don't get them, 
but like Arsenal need to try and do everything they can to try and get these level of players. And if that means using the whole of a January window to try and get a player in that would have secured you top four, I'm fine with Arsenal taking risks in the market to try and do that. So I'm not going to criticise them if they don't get him because clearly they've pushed very hard. What I will criticise if they, they have no plan B. That's what I'll criticise. I won't criticise them wasting time because I don't think it's a waste of time. I will criticise them not having a backup plan if things don't go their way. Um, yeah, false positive, Matt. Maybe it's that. MM says, question, Tom, if I paid you $1 million for placing on a bet on if we would sign a player, would you say yes, we would buy them? I'm assuming you're talking about Vlaovic. I wouldn't bet on Vlaovic joining Arsenal. If <laughs> I think that's your question. I wouldn't bet on Arsenal. Um, if you're asking me who would I place a bet on Arsenal signing, the most likely deal looks like Artur, even with Allegri denying the story, that looks like the most likely one that would take place. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, Lexi James says uh, there were links with Edu meeting with David's agent earlier in the window. He actually met with his agent in December. Um, but Edu meets with lots of agents. He discusses things. He opens up talks. He gets the feel of where the player's head's at, where they're looking to move, if they'd be open to a move. That's what agents do throughout kind of the, the season period is they meet with technical directors and sporting directors and recruiters and managers and clients to see if deals can happen in the windows. So that's not uh, an uncommon thing to happen, but he did meet with uh, Jonathan David's agent, uh, agent in December. So that's when the earliest it could have been. Uh, any update on Alba's exit, says Village. Um, the only update is, is that Arsenal, for my money anyway, are going to wait until they've kind of sorted out the striker position. If they don't sign a striker, I don't think they'll let him go. If they can bring in a striker, I think they would let him leave. Adam says, Tom, great phone-in show yesterday. Thanks, mate. If you do want to check out our phone-in show, we did a whole discussion for an hour and 15 minutes or so with, I think it was about six or seven people um, talking about uh, Mikel Arteta's possible contract, whether he should get a contract. It was mixed. There were some people that thought he should, some people that thought he shouldn't, some people that thought that we should wait until the end of the season. It was a very good broad spectrum of views and some good questions that went along with it to try and push the answers a bit further. So do go check it out. It was a really good discussion. Um, don't you think that like with young players, investing time in a young manager means he theoretically gets better with time? The only, uh, the only kind of, um, the the only kind of, what am I thinking? Comparison that you can make between a manager and a player is that youth side of things where you would imagine they would get better with experience and the more they learn. Um, that is the only one. I saw a comment on one of our videos. I think it was uh, on that video. Um, in fact, I might even be able to find it. Uh, that was kind of discussing the idea about. Uh, whether or not there's comparisons you need to kind of invest in a in a manager. Let me see if I can find the comment because um, I just don't think. Uh, here we go, Marky GTI, and I'm not calling you out, Marky. I'm just you know highlighting the comment. Look at look at it a different way. If you have a young prospect at your club who's showing signs and you think it's possible he may become very good, his contract only has 18 months left, and other teams are rumored to be interested. What do you do? You extend the contract. It doesn't mean you can't get rid of him if it doesn't work out, but you protect your asset. It's common sense and good business. Now, I disagree with this point because I don't think it's the same because whilst, yes, you can get rid of them, it would cost you a significant amount of money to cancel that contract. You don't see... I, I know it's ironic. You see Arsenal cancelling contracts of players, but only in the worst-case scenarios. 
We shouldn't be in a situation where we're giving a contract to someone who could then, in six months' time, be in a worst-case scenario if they don't reach uh, European football, whatever. There's also factors with the fact that you can change managers. If you allow a young player to run down their contract and they leave on a free, you, it's not like you can replace that budding talent really easily because usually budding talents are one in a million. Luckily, Arsenal is a situation where they've got like four or five in a million at the club right now, but you don't usually have that level. So for instance, if Saka was to run down his contract and leave, we've got no one that can come in and replace him with the same kind of stature. Whereas for a manager, you can go out and bring someone in. You can go out and bring your Potters or your Ten Hogs at the end of the season and come into the team and try their hand at things. So I don't think it works the same way. There's far, many, there's far, far, far too many variables in this. But I appreciate the theory. I just don't think it works uh, for managers and players in that kind of comparison. Um, Alvi says, have you heard about Vlaovic not being included in the latest team? Yes, it's because he's tested positive. Uh, that's the only reason why he's not in the latest team, as we discussed a little bit early on. Uh, Ethan says, been a fan since 2010 and I've only seen my club decline. When will it change? Hopefully this season, Ethan. Ethan, I hopefully I'm praying for you that it's this season because I'm praying for Arsenal that it's this season. And I'm hoping that we see Arsenal get back into uh, the Champions League. Uh, Mr. B says, come on, guys, give Tom some likes. If you could drop a like on the video, it would be really, really appreciated. You've got a couple more shows from myself coming up today. You'll have the immediate reaction over on the Arsenal way uh, after the game, and you'll have your reaction to the show, or rather to the game, on this channel at 8 p.m. tonight. So make sure you've got those notifications turned on on the Arsenal way and the Guna Talk if you want to get all that reaction and join us in the chat box. Uh, Chris says, how many? How about Anthony from Ajax? 21, I think. Scores goals could be an under-the-radar option. I mean, he's someone that I know a lot of people like, uh, currently playing at Ajax. Uh, there's no H in his name. It's just Anthony, spelled like that. Yeah. Uh, 21 years of age. Let's have a quick look. No, I don't want to play your, your video game advert. Uh, let's go. Seven goals, uh, one assist near a division in 15 games. Seven assists, though, uh, in total, and nine goals over 21 games across the Cup, Champions League, and Eredivisie. That's 16 goal contributions in 21 games. Let's see what kind of positions he's been playing the majority of this season. Right wing, pretty much all season. In fact, all season he's played on the right wing, 21 games. So he is existentially on a right wing. So he would be competing outright with, uh, with Saka. I think there are options that we can go for for players that play in right side positions also that can play in the middle, like your Kulisevskis, your Rafael Liao's, players like this. So I think there are other options, to be honest. Uh, Dennis says, Tom, who would you bet your money to finish top four? I wouldn't bet on Arsenal finishing the top four because, one, I'm not really a betting man. Uh, two, I just that's just something about this race that I'm not feeling great about. If Ask me at the end of the transfer window. I'd have a much better idea about where I think we'll finish at the end of the transfer window. Let's have a look. Mo said, Tom, did, uh, did Tom mention the DCL to West Ham? I didn't mention the DCL to West Ham links. Uh, that doesn't surprise me that that's coming up, though. Um, West Ham lineup, 60 million Dominic Calvert-Lewin transfer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how realistic this would be, but it's not surprising. They need a striker to replace um, Antonio. It fits what they want to do. It would fit what they're trying to achieve at West Ham and pushing forwards with trying against the Champions League more regularly. It's it's a move that makes sense. So they're going to be competing with us for a lot of our targets. Adil says, would Patrick Schick suit Arsenal? He's impressive stats. He's done very well in the last kind of eight to 12 months or so. But I'm not sure if he's like 
up there in the higher options. I'd be happy with him. I think I included him in our tier list we did at the start of the season, but I'm not sure that he's worth going for over a David or an Isaac or players like that. I think would suit Arsenal a lot better. Um, Dad said, Arsenal win 4-0 and overtake Man United into fourth place. Will be a perfect birthday gift. What's your prediction? Uh, I said 3-0 um, in my prediction. If we can get four and overtake Man United, that'd be brilliant. Uh, let me have a look at the Premier League table right now. Where are things standing? Uh, we're on 35 points and we would go level with Man United with a game in hand, of course, against Spurs. Uh, we'd also go above Spurs, depending on what they get doing today. They've been very, very lucky in games. They are playing Chelsea, so fingers crossed. You want a draw in that game, to be honest. A Chelsea win or a draw? Um, Chelsea win, obviously. Um, but I, I like the idea of Chelsea being drawn into this top four fight. It opens things up for third place a lot more than we previously thought it would be. So let's wait and see. Um, let's see if Chelsea can get drawn into things. That's going to be an interesting game. What time is that kickoff? 4.30. Arsenal play at two o'clock. So we'll be able to watch both games uh, on shift. Lovely stuff. Enjoyable day watching football. Joshua says, do you think we are likely to sign Paredes? Uh, he's not getting picked at the moment and he is an absolute baller. Um, I thought he was PSG's best player in last season's uh, Champions League. Uh, I saw a couple of things linking us with, with him, but I mean, not really. Uh, I mean, my colleague Bailey wrote about this. Uh, RMC Sport says Parisian club reportedly offered Paredes in a swap deal for the French midfielder, but according to RMC Sport, the Argentine refused to join Tottenham as part of the deal. So um, my colleague Bailey Keogh, uh has suggested that possibly we go in for him, um, which I mean, I get the idea. He's a midfielder that we need. I think there are other options out there, but uh, but go give the article a read and give Bailey a shout out. I'll put a link to that piece in the description. Um, Daniel says, morning, Tom. Sorry I'm late, so I'm going to rewind. Please, people, drop a like. Thanks, mate, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Dan says, Tom, I really wanted United and West Ham to draw. So did I. You weren't alone, but, uh, you know, we've still got a game in hand over Man United, so fingers crossed we can take advantage of that. Uh, Mr. B says, Lukaku's outburst has wrecked Chelsea's form. It's not just him. There's a lot of issues at Chelsea at the moment, seemingly, too. I mean, the left-back situation has really ruined them. Right-back situation with Reese James out as well has been a real problem. Uh, Nat Nail says, Tom, can Arteta make uh, B, oh, Ben White, I was thinking, who's B? Ben White, a DM like Declan Rice. I feel like he has the potential and William Saliba can cover his place. I'm never the biggest fan of this idea, as I've said a number of times. I like Ben White where he is. I'd like him to compete with Saliba next season. Let's see what happens. Uh, Niels says, Lord Bentner just passed the test for his UEFA Grade A manager licence. Should he replace Arteta? I mean, he would probably predict to be the greatest manager of all time. That sounds like Bentner. Um, but <laughs> I wish him the absolute best. Just not at Arsenal. Uh, Alvi says, what's your opinion on Pepe's African Cup of Nations performances? And what's his role with us? I've honestly not seen uh, any of the African Cup of Nations performances from, uh, from him. I've seen his goals. But other than that, I've not seen his overall performances. I think he struggled at the start. But obviously, he's, he's got a couple of goals on his record now. Let's see how he gets on. Um, let's see how he returns. Motivated, fingers crossed, because we're going to need him. Who knows? Maybe he'll end up being a centre-forward option. I've never been a biggest fan of seeing it happen. But maybe it's something that we'll see tried out. We'll have to wait and see. There is your 30 minutes of this morning's transfer show. Thank you to the nearly 700 of you that are tuning in and watching. Drop a like if you haven't done so 
already. Join the Discord server by becoming a channel member as an expert or a TGT ambassador. Uh, I'll be live at 8 o'clock over on this channel, of course, at uh, to kind of discuss the Burnley game. And I'll be live just after the final whistle has gone in the Arsenal-Burnley game on the Arsenal way. So make sure you subscribe to both channels to get full content download on that and join our chat boxes to join the discussion. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Gunner Talk TV. You can follow myself at Tom Canton Media. Uh, and uh, yeah, get involved with the discussions over on Twitter, in the discords and throughout the game. Fingers crossed we can get a win today. I'm going for a 3-0 win to the boys. Fingers crossed we can get a good quick start and put the game to bed early on so we can be nice and comfortable for the rest of the fixture. I will see you after the game twice. Uh, so uh, <laughs> there's no excuse not to catch us. But we'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.